0: Sirens Chapter 15 Faster Go faster She told herself that they were going as fast as they could. She told herself that they'd need the car if they had to get Matt away. Whatever she said, her hands were still white-knuckling it on the straps of her bag. It was faint, he said. She looked at Ash and nodded forcing her fingers to let go, flexing them. We have time. There's time. I got it. We know how to handle it, at least for now. No unfortunate surprises. Not a lot of poems about knowledge, Marianne said finally. I prefer love, my darling, and love is unknowable. You know me. I want to know you. She closed her eyes. Faster. Ash parked down the street. Marianne rocked in the passenger seat, finally realizing how fast they really had been going. I'll have a look about. Move up close, but keep yourself clear of danger for now. You're our best weapon against it. Ash disappeared. It was as easy for her in the city as it was in the forest. Marianne took more care, trying not to look suspicious while staying out of sight. No smells, that was good. It wasn't close enough to make her hurl. At the corner of the hedge, she stopped and waited. Lights began to cut yellow squares into the sky. She'd probably call the police on her, if she saw her, lurking in the dark in such a nice neighborhood. She peered around the end of the hedge. The living room light was on. The curtains were open, but the shears were closed, leaving everything indistinct. It was quiet. No barking. No smell here, either. A blur slipped along the roof. She grabbed for her knife. A moment later, she heard Bobo's serious growling and saw him leaping against the fence at the side. Ash or the bog siren? She pulled her knife out. The front door burst open. Ash was pushing Matt, nearly lifting him off his feet. She saw him struggling, straining to look over his shoulder. She's coming! I know. We have to wait. She's coming. I can feel her. She needs help. She needs me. He tried again to fight her grip. Ash twisted his arms behind his back, propelling him down the driveway. Hey, what's going on? Even in the middle of an emergency, Marianne could see Ash's expression. For a minute, she smiled. The neighbor who had shouted out his front door had found his shoes and was barreling across his yard with unjustified confidence. Matt? What's going on? You okay? She's coming. Matt's voice wasn't as demanding, and he shook his head. His struggling stopped as the siren's whammy weakened. Who is? The neighbor looked deliberately at Ash. He was older, maybe late thirties, but carefully fit. Marianne edged forward. Ash shook her head and Marianne retreated. Best get yourself home before she gets here. There was a quieting, like an indrawn breath. Marianne braced herself. The siren's scream ripped the warm air apart. It was still far away, but not so far that she didn't feel a chill down to her bones. "'Go home,' Ash said, with a particular note in her voice. The neighbour turned on his heel and marched back to his house. "'Not you,' she said, as Matt tried to obey too, hauling him toward the road. The siren screamed again. Frost spread over the house, steaming briefly before the temperature dropped. Marianne jumped when a window shattered, then another. Lights began to turn on all over the neighborhood, and dogs picked up on Bobo's barking. It appeared on the roof, and Marianne felt bad for mistaking Ash for it, even for a minute. It crawled along, inhuman in a subtle way, ice crackling out from its hands and feet. She heard a yelp. Matt realized when she did. Bobo! He almost broke Ash's grip, from surprise if nothing else. The siren's attention turned and it moved toward the corner where Bobo scrambled to escape the cold. Please Matt sounded near tears. Marianne closed her eyes. Energy bomb. Door She barely kept her feet above the spitting edge, and tripped over a paving stone on the other side, sprawling face down. Wet earth and dog filled her nose. Bobo growled and gave a quick bark of warning. She looked up to see the blackened fingers curling around the eaves trough. It's me, Bobo. Come on. Please don't freak out. His tail was still tucked between his legs, but it wagged a bit. She didn't quite trust him, though. Too coiled, like a wire that might be live. Above her head she heard the eerie calm. She slammed her fist onto the wet grass. Door! She and Bobo fell a few feet to the ground. She groaned. "'Not ground. Pavement. Just by the car.' Bobo yelped. She felt a sparkling shower of frost. The siren's call broke and bounced back to Matt's place. It was disorienting enough to give her pause. "'How about that?' Bobo's cold nose nudged her insistently, whining. When she rolled over, he gave her a doggy smile, wagging his tail nervously. "'You owe me.' She got to her knees. He licked her face. I want the beef-flavored doggy biscuit, not that chicken-flavored crap. She pulled herself up and used her belt to tie him to the car door. Sit. Stay. She ran back toward the yard and ran full into Matt, who caught her and kept her on her feet. Where's Ash? Where's Bobo? She saw Ash crouched on the thick green lawn. The siren rose, the black hole of its mouth opening wide. Ash growled glowing light spreading under her skin, and she charged. The blast of cold sprayed across the driveway and street, leaving a thick layer of ice. Ash hit the siren full on, and the fence crashed inward as they disappeared into the gloom. The sounds from the yard were not human. Marianne swallowed and pushed down her fear. Ash knew what she was doing. She'd fought the siren before. She looked over her shoulder, then jogged back to the car, where Matt and Bobo were each joyously making sure the other was unhurt. Okay? He nodded. Sorry. She came up fast. Is Ash okay? They're fighting. I've gotta go help. You take Bobo and get as far away as you can. Wait, Mare. He grabbed her arm. Wait, I think I know how to fix it. What? He looked towards his house, where another scream sounded. She was talking to me. She. I know. I know it wasn't what we were planning, but maybe Ash is right. It isn't just her fault. Not exactly. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? You saw what it did to that hiker. And the ranger. And who knows how many others. You know what it was going to do to Ash. I know why. Mare, she's scared. She's been gone so long and she doesn't have a home. Everything is different for her now. A home like it needs an apartment? Marianne heard another scream and pulled away. She needs a body. A host. Fresh out of extras. The yard was coated with winter. Ash's glow had only grown, and her face was twisted with anger. She said something in that old language. The siren laughed and lifted up, drawing in breath. Door! The sky split open, swallowing the blast of cold. Marianne wasn't thinking maybe as clearly as she could have been. The door opened at an awkward angle, just beside the siren, leaving a streak of white on the roof. She thought she saw the siren jerk. Ash? Send it away, she growled. No, wait. Matt ran between them, turning his back to the siren in order to face them. Just wait, okay? No one has to die. The siren hovered behind him, making no move. Marianne watched it, remembering Ash's pain. Now you take its side. Matt took a step back. Marianne understood. Ash didn't always look like herself. But he shook his head and spoke in that other language. Why do you believe it now? I just do. He didn't sound sure exactly. He sounded brave. Maybe no one has to die. It's worth a shot. Is it? Ash said. This isn't a game. The air grew colder, stealing Marianne's breath. It's my choice. There was another pattering exchange that she couldn't understand. What the fuck is going on, she asked. Ash looked at her. He wants to share himself. Is that even possible? I think so, Matt said. I gotta try. No, you don't. Right, well, I want to try. You could die. I could save a life. It's using you. It's fucking whammying you and you don't even know it. You don't get it. He turned and hurried toward it. No! Ash's arms held her back. It isn't safe, Marianne. He's a fucking idiot. Ash didn't exactly deny it. It's his choice, my girl. Marianne wanted to snap. This was what Ash had wanted from the start anyway. To keep Matt out of it. To save the light. To save Astrid. She barely kept the words back. Like it was yours. It deflated her like a balloon. It's not cool, she said, after a minute. Weak, very weak. I know, Ash's grip gentled. If it tries to hurt him, I'm sending it to, I don't know, the fucking moon. The siren moved, light enough on its hands and feet to seem to float, but crawling down the face of the building like a bug. She leaned forward, but Ash was like a statue. We're ready, my girl. How would we even know if something went wrong? Ash was silent. What? It's often quite obvious if things like this go wrong. Matt, wait! He was already reaching out. The thick black shell sloughed away, puddling in the grass. The light held its shape for a moment, then lost definition, becoming the hovering blob. For a minute, she remembered how beautiful they all were. It's all right, my girl. Yeah, it's okay school. Her voice was weak. Ash heard it, she was sure. Her fingers brushed against Marianne's neck. She couldn't make herself speak. She just leaned into her touch and kept her eyes on Matt. The siren's form was almost finished melting onto the lawn at his feet. The light floated free. Come on, let's try. Like you wanted. Matt sounded like he was talking to Bobo. The light flared and plunged into his chest. Matt? He began to shake. Ash's arms vanished, and she was beside him instantly, helping him to the ground so he didn't hurt himself. Marianne watched, frozen in place as he convulsed. Ash held him through it, while Marianne stood uselessly, knife in hand. Matt arched up, every muscle pulled tight. His eyes were rolled back white, and she felt sick. She knelt down and awkwardly touched his arm. It felt like iron. He shouted. She jerked her hand away and a yellow light faded under his skin. The convulsion subsided slowly. He sank onto the lawn and his eyes mercifully closed. Ash checked his breathing and pulse, arranging his arms gently. Sit with him, my girl. Ash nodded toward the neighbor's house. I have some work. Ash vanished. Matt didn't wake up, but his chest was rising and falling evenly. That was a good sign, wasn't it? She looked at the lump of tarry black in the grass. A few scraps lingered, the teeth or bones or something. It was still settling. Should they bury it or burn it or something? Matt groaned. When she checked, he still wasn't awake. She touched his chest where the light had seemed to cluster. There was a flicker, but her touch didn't seem to hurt him this time. His t-shirt was cold and stiff. Under her fingers it melted, leaving a dark handprint. She pulled up the hem and peered under. His skin was red, but didn't look damaged. She prodded his stomach gently. Was he always hard as a rock? Like a dream. His eyes were open, but he looked tired. Are you okay? Are you... You? Kinda. Kinda fucked up. He mumbled something in that other language. Marianne sat back on her heels. It's in there. She. Okay, okay. She. He struggled to sit up. She helped him, feeling a little ill, but not quite like when she crossed paths with something gross. For a minute, he sat like a broken doll. He was always full of energy, always moving. The stillness was unnatural. But what was it supposed to look like? Just like Ewan and in the gates and the weird monsters, everything was uncharted territory. Right now she'd give almost anything for a textbook of weird shit. He leaned over, nearly falling until she caught him, and prodded at the patch of black tar. Is that a person? Parts. We... They... Needed to make something to live in. He pressed his fingers against his eyes. They? The others... The sisters, the lights, you called them. You'll be okay, though? He gave a tired smile. Cadillac of worms. She wondered if he could still talk to it. To her. If they... What? Got along? Maybe it would know things. Suddenly there was a possible source of information in front of her. I have so many questions. He smiled wanly. His hands were limp in his lap. He was alive, he seemed okay, so maybe tomorrow would do for the Inquisition. She put her arm around his shoulders gingerly. Thanks. Ash appeared. Marianne guessed there'd been a few people to whammy. Matt looked up. Ash. There was so much feeling in one word that Marianne got goosebumps. He spoke in the foreign language again. For a minute, Ash didn't move. Maybe someone else would have missed it, but she could see it. A wave of pain and guilt. When she answered, Marianne caught the name of the girl who'd become a light, and something else that made a sudden, ugly squiggle of jealousy burn through her. What the fuck? Ash knelt beside Matt. And okay. So she felt like a fifth wheel. But there was a shitload of history, right? Of course she didn't need to know all of it. Of course she wasn't part of it. Neither was Matt, really, except as a sort of invested observer. Ash. It barely sounded like him. Suddenly they were embracing and Ash's eyes were closed with such an expression of relief that Marianne looked away. There was no cry of pain, no sudden attack. The light was in Matt and he was okay. It wasn't the original plan, but it was okay. It was okay. They'd won.